You've tuned into the Art of Money and Communication podcast. My name is Joshua, and this is the place where you can come on Wednesdays to hear inspiring financial stories from everyday normal people just like you and just like me. Today, we're going to be embarking on somewhat of a, a unique journey. Join me as I take you through some of the recent events that I've experienced and my reflections of those events and how they've shaped, I think they've shaped, my financial perspective. From breaking some of my own financial rules to exploring the impact of a, a rather large surprise tax bill, we're going to be diving into the episode very shortly. But before we do, I have a very special announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm absolutely thrilled to say that the podcast has now reached its goal of 200,000 downloads. Bring in the fanfare, bring in those trumpets. Yes, some applause to our oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in week in, week out, and for, for listening to my voice, for listening to the, the, the voices of, of the guests. It's, a, it's been a really, real privilege and, and a pleasure. And I can genuinely say that I've just loved having this this project and this opportunity to, to share those stories with you. Not easy creating a podcast and turning up from time to time, but you learn a lot by just doing it, by getting on with it and just turning up time and time again. And I, I can tell you that it, it's been a real lesson for me. And often when I when I start to struggle about ele- other elements in life, I'll I'll use the the podcast as a as a way to say, well, you know what? I just I kept going with that. Maybe I should keep going with these with this other idea or other other project. So thank you so much. Onwards and upwards. What's the next goal? If we've hit two hundred thousand, just feeling the five hundred. Maybe that's where we'll we'll aim towards. But that's uh, quite a way off yet. You know that I'm an advocate for fiscal discipline, and I have to admit that sometimes I I break those those rules that I create myself. And case in point, recently I I just bought uh, an ice bath, which is yet to arrive from Amazon. It wasn't an entirely spontaneous purchase, but I didn't. And normally I put it on my list. If I put something on my list, I write it down, I think about it, I look at all of the options. This was a, a more of a, a spontaneous purchase. And I don't think in the same way as, as many other people do on autopilot. But I, I thought about this. I looked at some of the options and I, I saw that actually buying it secondhand, you can do that, but a bit grim, and maybe there's a leak, so so on and so forth. And there was a bit of a discount on Amazon, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet and go for it. And one of my reflections in going or striving for financial independence is I do want to find more moments like that, where I give myself the ability to go, it was 90 quid, I can afford it, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I did. So whether or not I'm breaking my own rule or whether I'm just creating uh, more healthy habits, who knows? Now let's move on to my next topic, my my favourite topic of, of today's episode. Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? And it's about my upcoming tax bill. Now, as as people, anyone who's interested in personal finance always likes to prepare for those things that are going to come. And beyond that, you prepare for the things that you know, you don't know. How can I say it? You prepare for things that you know that you don't know. Does that make sense? 
So we have an emergency fund and then you have additional cash. So whatever is thrown at you, you know that you can weather the storm. But for even someone like myself who is fairly fiscally disciplined, surprises can come your way. But the surprise certainly came my way this year. One of the complications being that I I tend to work in multiple countries. So that complicates things, first of all. If you're listening to this and you're in an employed position, then I'm very jealous because that tax gets deducted and you know where you are with your, with your tax code. And sometimes you even get tax rebates. Lucky you. I remember watching a Dave Ramsey rant about that. What you should do with a with a tax rebate and a lot of people just go and and spend it and he was putting the the case forward for being really wise it's not it's not money that's that's come out of nowhere that you know imagine that you just got that in your in your paycheck you you just wouldn't go and and spend that so being really wise about the money that you have from a tax rebate but anyway i have the opposite problem i have to to pay tax and of course we have to come to tax at the right mindset tax helps pay for things it helps the the economy grow it helps businesses run it helps keeps the lights on so i understand that that's that's important but i i must admit that sometimes i come to tax with a with a sense of trepidation working in different countries makes it more complicated because you you pay tax in those countries depending on the country does it have a, a treaty with the uk you don't have to get double taxed in certain countries so anyway i made my plan if I was paying tax in another country, then I didn't withhold or, or or save all of the money that I would have to. So normally when I get paid in the UK, I put 25% of my income away for tax. And that means there's no nasty surprises. But when I'm working in a country where I'm already being deducted tax, I think, well, I've already been deducted tax. I can uh, just cross that off my, off my list and I can... Um, how can I say? Just hand that over to my accountant, and I won't. Hopefully, won't be double taxed. But for whatever reason, uh, this was a, a real disaster, and uh, for whatever reason, my my maths was way out of sync. <laughs> so this is broken down into many different facets. So first of all, I have the tax bill itself, payment on account, paying the accountant as well, and maybe some some other additional payments as well. And looking at the region of ten thousand pounds, which is a, a cons- for for myself is a considerable amount of money. Now the reason that I mention a tax bill is because you as a as a self-employed person you learn these lessons very early on. Most people I think in an employed position wouldn't just be able to magic up 10,000 pounds but I I have my ways <laughs> and uh, I I've started working hard but I've got burned a little bit and it's a, it's a good lesson for the future always be prepared. Always expect the emergency. One of the things that I've I've done, and I can perhaps analyze my own behavior in the in the podcast here, is I invested very aggressively into the ISA this year. So you'll remember, podcast fans will remember that I have successfully filled up my ISA very, very early on in the tax year because the, the income was high. Fantastic. So that is it's locked in. And when I put that investment into the market, into the ISA, I expect to leave it there for, for a number of years. I don't want to be drawing from those funds. So the tax bill now, the surprise amount, is really confronting me in that position. It's saying, hello, Joshua, is this plan really built on solid ground? And what I've found myself doing now 
is having to backtrack a little bit. So any income that I'm currently receiving, I'm having to essentially save up to to pay towards the tax bill so that I don't withdraw any of those any of those funds. I've got enough money to live on at, at, at the time being, but my income has taken a little bit of a little bit of a dip in the meantime as well. This is how it happens as freelancers. It goes up, it goes down, but you've got to prepare for for the worst. And my question for for you and my question for myself is did I make the right decision? The money is invested into the market, and as a result of that, now I'm playing catch-up. Would it have been better to play it a, a little bit safe and to, uh, even though I was already paid tax on that money, to put that money aside, not invest it, etc., and and then be more passive about it? To be frank, I like the idea that I'm having to, to play catch-up a, a, a little bit because I think the... The motivation behind the behavior was the was the right one, and I like the fact that I'm trying to work hard to, to maximize the the investments. And it has made me realize that it puts me in the shoes of of people that are in debt and have those those bailiffs chasing them because you have that financial pressure that you know that the the tax bill is coming at some point and and that's it. So another little thing on taxes, and then we'll move on shortly. But I submitted the information to my accountant well, well, well in advance of the the HMRC deadline, which is great news for me and and very important for any of the self-employed people out there because this has given me notice. (laughs) I'm aware that I need to pay that that bill by 31st of, of January and now I can make sure that I make all of the necessary financial goals to get there. I've been burnt a little bit but lesson learned and I'm going to change my behavior a little bit going forward and make sure that I always put that 25% aside even if I'm working abroad. In search of a a business coach. So I've contemplated the idea of seeking a business coach for quite a long time but I've started to take it a little bit more seriously as of late for, for a few reasons. Number one, I just realized that left to my own devices there's only... There's only so much that you can do. You have your own knowledge, you have your own way of doing things, and it's good to follow your instincts. But I'm just starting to realize that there are certain areas of of my life, particularly when it comes to being present or online and running running a successful business outside of classical music. I have limit limited knowledge and I would benefit from someone looking in and saying what about this? You could try this. However, finding the right person is actually very, very difficult. And I haven't been convinced that that's happened yet. How have I gone about this? Well, I'm less inclined to to do a Google search. I'm in the creative arts, which means I'm not a LinkedIn person. I'm not in that in that world. And so I go to have a look on Instagram and on TikTok. And isn't it fascinating? There's loads of people out there trying to get your custom, but there were very few that actually stood out to me and thought, I would be interested to work with this this person. Do you know what the interesting thing was? They never replied. For me, running a, a small business, I'm very serious about the way that I interact with clients. If someone sends me a message, I do my very best to reply as quickly as possible. But to not reply at all is 
a cardinal sin and in my opinion why would i take, why would i take the advice of someone that doesn't even answer their their messages very interesting so if any of you have have suggestions of a of a business coach then do let me know and i know there's numerous ways of doing this i was listening to a fantastic episode with with sammy who's been on the the podcast here he runs the money gains podcast and he was talking about how with his business his idea was to get someone from the from the outset to buy into the business to take a percentage that had all of the necessary expertise he'd scaled about 10 businesses or so and i thought that was a very interesting idea because you can see from his from his content his presence online it's just immediately very sleek it looks fantastic and i can see that that he's already making noises in the in the personal finance space and 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 that's fantastic to see so it goes to show that reaching out to people and asking when you don't have a set of expertise asking those questions it can really help moving on learning as an adult this was framed in a podcast that i was listening to where the podcast host asked the listener when was the last time that you changed your mind on something i'll repeat that again when was the last time you changed your mind on something and i sat there in this moment really thinking hard about this question i did come up with something You may know that you can achieve success by finding someone performing at the level you want to and just do what they're doing. What if you want to get into business and create real wealth for yourself and your family? A franchise might be exactly right for you. Listen to the Franchise You podcast, where every episode has a different franchise success story with each person sharing their unique personal history and valuable business practices. Who knows? You might discover your pathway to success on our next episode of Franchise You. But it's important that we, we're challenged with our, our beliefs and our thoughts. We listen to different perspectives. And I, I understand that. But when it comes to, to learning styles, I am very clued up now on how I learn. Very different to my school days because it was just schools put me into a, a mold. They said, you have to learn in this way. And I was like, well, I can't. It doesn't work for me. And it was only being being adults, learning languages, studying music that I realized, okay, this this works for me. I, I, can, I can do this. But when I find myself in positions where I'm thrown into, it could be a, a presentation or listening to someone speak and I go, no, I'm not buying this, then my defensive guard goes up rather than saying, I could choose to learn something from this, but I then become more hard-hearted about that. So one of the things that I need to improve is is trying trying my best, even if it's something that I'm struggling to learn, how can I still find a success of that? I truly believe one of the greatest gifts I gave myself when I was 23, was choosing to become self-employed from a young age for my personality type. This is not across the board, it's personal. But this journey has been tarred with so much insecurity and uncertainty. Look at what I just said about the tax bill. But for my character, it has made me 
so creative. It gives me that hunger and, and drive to go out there because if, as a, a self-employed person, if you're not putting yourself out there at all, the phone, the email, the websites, the Facebook notification toolbar, it, it will never do anything because you're being too passive. And I do, I'm someone that, that thrives on that ability to to create. And the more that I think about it, I just think that life would look so, so differently for, for me if I just went into a, a structured position. And tying that in with segment number five, but the learning style, I have a feeling that I would find working in a one place uh, with one boss telling you to do this particular task in this particular way, I would find it really, really difficult. So self-employment gives me the chance to to be creative, to make those mistakes. And if I make those mistakes, man, I've got to, got to live with those. But up until now, I'm 10 years into this journey and it's been fine. I'm making a, well, more than fine. I'm making a bloody success of it and it's going well. I don't know if the future holds, but that's not the way to look at it. I look back at what I've done over the last 10 years and I go, this is, this is working. And that uncertainty sometimes is hard to live with, but that's what makes me, and I think other people in my, my community self-employed, field thrive moving on now i talk on the podcast all the time about turning up and doing the work but i'll admit that i'm not as productive as as i'd like to be i struggle with this sometimes perhaps this is the ship in the in the learning segment that conducing those ideas that you have those those dreams those goals and actually making those things happen are are very different things you remember that i had matthias on the on the podcast talking about his dream board i mentioned we i sat down with arena we, we talked about the dream board and what our dreams are let's make it happen yeah let's write let's spend a, just a couple of hours writing down what are our dreams for the next five years and once they're written down they're consolidated we can make them happen we can work towards those dreams she's got the paper <laughs> The A3 paper. But it's, isn't it funny that when there's one small barrier to, to to achieving something, it can be a huge stumbling block. And that's been the case with the dream board. We still haven't done it. We, we will do it, I promise. And maybe I'll get her on to the podcast to share share that, how, how it's gone, what the experience was, was like. But all of this talk about productivity... I hear talks online. Sometimes I, f I feel like a, a fraud somehow that I am pretending to be productive, but I'm actually not. But there is an element of my character that I, I'll also pull it out of the bag when I when I need to. But again, I think I think that fits in with the with the ups and downs of of self employed life. Have you ever been tempted to throw money at a problem, thinking that it would fix that very problem? Well, it's very common. But I have the feeling that it's our underlying behaviour that needs addressing. The saying goes that you can never put a price on your health. But sometimes I struggle to spend money on my health. <laughs> oh, it's tricky. I'll use the example of going to the dentist. Okay, So I went to the, the, to the dentist. I went in Lithuania because it's a little bit cheaper than, than going here in, in the UK. And the dentist said that 
I'm grinding my teeth, yes. And there, there may be some some bigger problems down down the line. And to consider getting braces or not just to have... It's going to be problematic for me to have braces that are visible because I'm an opera singer and that's not going to, be, that's not going to look great for, for casting directors. So the other option is going with something like a Visalign. You're talking about a cost of four, five, five thousand £5,000 to, to get that right. So the dilemma is, is do you, do you spend that money now in order to prevent potential uh, health implications? Which makes sense, right? You, you spend money, right? You get some, some different opinions to make sure that that's necessary. You spend the money now to prevent those future health implications. That makes most sense. But to me, it doesn't make sense. And throw in the tax bill and I go, oh my gosh, what a horrible year. <laughs> I'm now having to throw all of my money towards this tax bill. And then as soon as I've got the money for the tax bill, I'm going to consider saving up for the for the money for the Invisalign. And that just, it, it feels like quite a thankless thing to do, doesn't it? To save money towards your teeth. Five grand, we could go to Disneyland. That sounds much more fun. But it, but it's a choice, and I, I, I'm going to start to save the money and, and strongly consider my options there about whether that's something I, I should do. But I think that's just becoming an, an adult. We have to spend money on things that are not so exciting. <sighs> to some people, Matthias was saying that, wasn't he that about his health problems that that health is wealth but it still doesn't make it any easier for for me the value of laser eye surgery just to give a, a little bit more context I, I don't think i mentioned this on the pod i oh, can't remember but anyway i've had the laser eye surgery i went to lithuania <laughs> i thought the funny thing was is the the clinic said due to due to my eyes they offered three types of surgery and i was only eligible to for one type of surgery and i thought oh right well i know where this is going it's gonna be the most expensive one but it wasn't it was actually the cheapest one which was which was great so it cost me around 850 pounds for two eyes not recommending this in particular you have to do your own research this is not medical advice but in my circumstance i had the operation done it was quite painful that the few days after but made a very very quick recovery and my vision now is spot on so i would consider that a wise investment and at this rate all being well I will make my money I will start making money on my investment after 2 years compared to the amount of money that I spend on contact lenses. I realized I'm dragging my feet here so I'm going to get my skates on. Negativity and online algorithms. I just want to talk about negativity online and the way that the algorithms favor controversy. This really starts to bother me. I remember Gary V talking about his own personal feed and he said when he goes on Instagram or TikTok, it's just a feed of of positiveness all of the time. And I so wish that 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 were the case for me but obviously i've trained the algorithm to, to for for it to feed me negative things i just don't think it serves me very well in my financial life i don't think it serves me well in 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 life in general 
And it's starting to grate a little bit. I get fed up of people saying these controversial titles just to to get views. Listen to a podcast on this with Constantin Christen, I think his name is, from Trigonometry. And he was being interviewed on another podcast himself. And he talked about the dangers of how an algorithm only favours particular, particular things. Because it means that you're only getting one side of the coin and... There, there is a, a. As I said earlier on, it's important that we we listen to different perspectives because that's where we learn. But if we're only hearing one perspective, that's going to skew our thoughts. He said it far, far, far better than me. I wish I could recommend the podcast to you, but I've forgotten what it is because I listen to so many podcasts. I've noticed that in my public speaking business, clients are becoming afraid to speak their minds, fearing that they're either going to say something offensive or they're going to put their foot wrong. And this ties in a little bit, perhaps, to the previous point about, about social media. I'm always encouraging my clients, please, if you've worked in this industry for many years, if you're an intelligent person, there's not going to be a huge disconnect between that first spontaneous thought that comes from your head. Run with that idea. There's there's good in that idea that you can you can clarify from your audience. But if you're you're constantly sanitizing your thoughts, so we never get the impression that what what you're saying is is of any importance at all. It's it's just like listening to a, a, a robot or a copycat. No, thank you. So have a think about that in your, your own life. It could be your work life. It could be the podcast or the YouTube video that you're, you're already creating yourself. And uh, that ties into the algorithm topic as well, because are you creating content for the algorithm or are you just saying what you want to say and what will help people? Long-term listeners of the podcast will know that I grapple with the idea of being generous and how to give that money away, particularly when you've got a tax bill coming up of £10,000. So that's sometimes where the disconnect comes as a self-employed person. You fear giving that money away because you never know what's going to come around the corner. But being fiscally responsible helps. And I have just found myself trying to be more more generous. I was in a a restaurant with Irina a, a few weeks ago in, in South Wales and I had a lovely waitress and she served us so well and it was just a no-brainer. It, was just, it just felt right. I was like, there is your tip. You absolutely deserve that. And it was the first time where that behaviour started to feel actually like that was something I wanted to do. It wasn't that I was forcing myself to do it or or that uh, that was that was what the plan was, but my, my heart didn't match what the plan was. I lead you back to that question. What was the last thing you changed your mind on? And uh, this is this is one of the things that I've changed my mind on by by putting it into practice. So I encourage you to do that as well. If you're someone that gives 20 quid to charity every year, why not knock that up and make it a percentage of your budget that will have much more impact? And there's lots of colour and variety in that. I've I've noticed that I, I like giving the money to the people. I like seeing their reaction. I don't like so much giving to a charity and the, the, the money just disappearing, not seeing how that's impacted. Of course, you have to be practical, and that's not always the way, but... Maybe that's a, a good way for you to start. Remember, folks, that the Art of Money and Communication podcast isn't just about personal finance. It's also about communication. And I'm all about the communication. I spend my days working on 
the operatic stages all around the world. And this is where I, I love helping people. So if you know someone that would like to improve their communication skills, if you yourself want to brush up on your communication skills, then why not reach out to me? Send me a email, let's say. Contact. What is the email address? Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Right, well, I'm going to bring it up here. Here we go. Contact communication60 at gmail.com. It's going to be in the show notes. That's all for now, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao. Please keep in mind that none of the information in this podcast constitutes financial advice and you should seek your own independent financial advice. Please check out the Google Doc, which has a whole host of referral links which you can check out. I had an experience with Top Cashback this week. I bought my car insurance on top cashback and I got about 69 quid in cashback. There is a link, a referral link for top cashback and I can't remember what the deal is, but yeah, it goes to show. It really is. You get you get money back into your pocket. Not that.